Alright, what's up guys? This is the Fed Show and today we have our guest Kevin Dwayne. And what's up, what's up, what's up, man? He's just gonna break it down. Like get into it, man. Like let's let us know about you. Man, uh Kevin Dwayne, uh Fort Worth native. I've uh, been here my whole life. Uh music artist, uh dad, <laughs> son, you know, brother, you know, uh just out here uh you know, putting my art out to the world and connecting, you know, with like-minded individuals, man. Pretty much what it is right now, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, man. So where did where did this? Where was like your your first interest when you got into music? How did that happen? Like you knew, like, all right, this is what I want to do. I want to have this part of, as part of my life. It was at a concert, bro. Uh, back in you know, I want to date myself, but <laughs> <laughs> back, back in the gap, man. Uh, a buddy of mine took me to my first concert. And uh, when I went in there, I always know I wanted to do something in entertainment. Yeah. You know, just didn't kind of know my niche or whatever. But once I went to that show, man, and it was a summer jam. Okay. And just seeing, you know, people performing and in their element and how the crowd reacted, I was like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is it. This is what I want to do. And uh, it just kind of went from there, bro. Yeah. I wish I could sing. <laughs> I can't do none of that. Like basically, I just like to hear myself talk all the time. So that's why hey, it may work. It, 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 it may be a new genre or something, man. Yeah. Spoken spoken word, rap or something like that. But all right, so we we talked about it briefly. So when wh- what do we know about the music and the release and when's that all going down? <sighs> all right, album is done. Album's done. Album's done, and I'm just in the process now where. You know, the label has to make sure everything on the back end, the business side and everything's good, and that there's a solid plan behind the release, and it's not just dry dropping something. Okay. So, you know, it's it's one of those where, as an artist, you know, you're so ready, but you got to trust the process and trust the okay. machine to, you know, do what they got to do. Okay, so at the live show that I missed, uh-huh. <laughs> because of my legal issues, and I couldn't get there because I couldn't legally drive, um, was that new music? I did the whole album. You did the whole album? <laughs> See, that's what, that's what but I wish you wouldn't have told me. Because now I'm sitting there thinking like, man. Because I, I, I was like, hey, you want to take me over there? I told somebody. I'm like, Bro, it's like, you can't, you can't drink. I was like, yeah, but that's not what I'm going for. <laughs> and now, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, man, the whole album. Did you tell people to not record? No. I no? Man, I let them do what they did, man. I... Uh, I know it's a lot of video out there. Like, even myself, I got private links, so I'm going to make sure to shoot you some. So, right. Yeah, it's all good. Man, I'm just happy to have people in, in even uh, interested in what I do, bro. You know, it's... Yeah. You know, everybody's a rapper or artist or something, man. I don't really care about being number one this and that, man. It's yeah. just something I love to do, and I'm just happy to be able to put it out there, put my art out or my take on what I feel yeah. it is, you know? So, so, the, so the hip ro- the hip rock branding <laughs> like is that is that what you feel like that that's where you're most comfortable at in in between genres man being doing this for so long you know earlier on you really spent a lot of years finding yourself i mean me i would i'm from fort worth south side carter park od wide high school graduating so i've been around the the shit in my head i heard carter park crypt i was like oh. yeah i mean d, <laughs> d- will you know me yeah, and yeah, stay right down the street from me yeah. you know smoke dean and you know everybody else carter park i grew up around it you know it wasn't really what i chose to take part in but you know yeah. you, you learn it and uh when it came to music i had to find myself because a lot of times like when i was in groups and stuff i would find myself making the type of music to fit in yeah or the sound that I felt people 
wanted to hear versus really what was in here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, just over years of learning myself, man, and, you know, when you've done something for so long, sometimes it's time to switch it up, try something different. Yeah. Uh, the rock side of it is more the instrumentation of it, you know, the yeah. live drums, the yeah, overdriven garage. Yeah, like I've seen yeah. some of the videos, like you have a full band with you. Oh, yeah. And there's, I mean, I can't remember the last <laughs> I'm trying to think of another rapper that I've seen. Oh, Junior, mm. um, Patrick, that uh, he owns Union Station in downtown Fort Worth. Okay. Sundance. So his performances at at the Patrick Patrick. Uh, what's the last name? Uh, dude, I don't know. I just know his Instagram handle is Patrick Junior J U N Y A. Yes. Yes. Shoes. I think I, I think I follow him. Is he it makes, printed threads? No, I I don't know. He's T R T R V P. Is the clothing line. Dude, I've, I've seen him. Maybe it was no. at a here Fort Worth mixer. You yeah, know. but he he definitely he uh, he had a full band up there with him, and I was like, wow, okay, because usually the rapper will have you got a DJ with you, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the, the yeah. style of music and let the track roll, and then you do your. And for thing. me, it's, it's something it's something different. I yeah. feel like for me personally, I connect more yeah. with the audience with live instrumentation because you're not bound to a track as yeah. much, you know. So. For me, I, I, I love it. I love the feel of it. You know, and it's just, you know, I do what I do. And then I'm like, man, you know, the people that like it, you know, they'll yeah. rock with it. I know I'm not trying to get rich, you know. How heavy do you get? Like, far as. Like, like, can we bust out in the mosh pit at one of your sets? <laughs> or? Man, they, I mean, it's some pretty it's some pretty hard songs on there, man, I yeah. think. I mean, you got some that are, I feel a good balance, you know, rock and hip hop. And then I got some that goes into mental depression, yeah. you know, and things of that nature. And I got uplifting songs and yeah. you know it's kind of wherever the music takes you just yeah. <laughs> they want to mosh out they can mosh out <laughs> yeah i haven't been in a mosh i went to i was last time i was in a mosh pit was at a dj paul show at halts of theater oh man and there was like six of us and one one of the homies he works at uh he works at uh delray cafe next to the nickel city uh-huh and man he just whipped his shirt off and he was running in the pit and i was like <laughs> bro you won like you're the most committed. Like. Nah, I know, I know my safe place. I don't think I, I do too good in the mosh pit. I'll just stay. <laughs> I almost got my nose broken once. I fell down once. I got hit pretty hard. But dude, my drummer, you know, and and it's kind of crazy, you know, being a, a rapper coming into, you know, dealing with the rock band and stuff. You know, they're used to that, that yeah. hardcore. He's like, man, you just don't know hardcore till you got in the rock band and did all yeah. this and I'm like that. Man, I seen dudes get hit in the head with stop signs, metal chairs, WWE like, style. Yeah, but in a mosh pit, <laughs> and then dudes are up there on stage like, "Hit me again!" And they're like, "Who's the biggest guy in the bar?" And they'll get like the bouncer, and he'll just wail on him like six times with a stop sign. There's blood nah. all over the dude's face. He's like, "Whoa!" Like, like, nah, I'm gonna stay back here, bro. I'm good. Nah. Like, enjoy that. Enjoy that. I let them have that, man. But hey, shout out to all the mosh pitters and stuff. Y'all have fun, do y'all's thing, but that is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this is cool, brother. This is cool. But, okay, so, I mean, we talk about mental health. Like, okay, so we, we touched on it a little bit, like, with the busyness of a schedule. Mm -hmm. Like, so, dude, how do you deal with the, with the, with the stressors of, I mean, you got an album that's completed, you're ready to put out. You you got uh, you got kids. Mm -hmm. you're, you're married or I'm yeah. married. So yeah. I mean, you got how do you how do you cope with the regular everyday things? Like what's 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 your or is music just the outlet for you? No, I mean I mean music is a, a lot of it. It's just finding that 
healthy balance because especially when you're a dad and everything and a husband you have to find a balance you know because everything needs a certain amount of attention to work right right so uh with me it's about you know having a schedule sticking to it you know i i gotta get with my wife like hey i got a show i got rehearsal this day what are the kids having on you know i have to work things out like that and when you have a plan or at least something close to it for me it's not as stressful yeah i mean it's more hey you gotta you gotta get stuff done oh i gotta meet with the videographer we gotta edit stuff for the uh the hip rock chronicles which that's another talk um or hey the label's calling they need you to send you send some stuff from the artwork you know then i got my manager and everything but long as you balance out everything man and you prioritize it's usually not that hard man how do you how do you organize are you a, are you a phone guy are man you i'm the book? sticky note king <laughs> dude hey, i put anything works. on the sticky note man yeah. whatever works then uh personal personal assistant miss s i don't want to say her name so she'll start talking you know the mm. iphones yeah. uh, personal assistant man that's the best way man uh yeah. Anything I can use, anything. Because I, I know me, I have to set reminders, calendar reminders, everything. I got seven alarms in the morning. I still don't make it to work on <laughs> I know I know how that goes. It's like, oh, I'm going to get up at this one. you the snooze king? Yeah. Well, it's, it's not really that. It's like, oh, I'm so tired. It's just like, man, I got I got another 15 minutes <laughs> I can lay here. And then that last time I hit it, it's like, all right, I got to get up now. And then I wake up, and it's like, I didn't get up at that moment. Nah, dude, my wife, she'd be like, hey, how many times are you going to snooze that thing? Just get <laughs> up. I'm like, man, okay, okay. <laughs> Set it for the one time. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I had to have them lined up. And then I used to, well, because I'm a mechanic, so I used to work. I used to work during the day, and then I would go to school at night. Mm-hmm. So I would live off of, like, the beeps on my watch at the hour on the hour <laughs> it's like okay when was the last time i ate when was the last time i had caffeine because i did a full 40 hour work week you a coffee then, guy back then i i was but now i can just do coffee black that's me back then i used See? to be like oh i need this much sugar and the cream i'm like no nah. nah, now it's just I'll like black. i'll drink it black but then i'm like dude i'm like heavily addicted to monsters like Ooh, the zero cow stuff that. So I'm on day, today's day 15, mm-hmm. without uh, a Coke, a Dr. Pepper, a Mountain Dew, a Monster, a Bang. Mountain Dews, a, that's my that's Across my weakness. the board, it's been, I've still been on coffee. I've been on, uh, I try not to do the sweet tea because it's a lot of sugar. A lot of sugar. How, is it, how do you feel though? Uh, I feel all right. But I, but the, my, my problem's always been when I, when I, when I take away a vice, like when I took away alcohol, mm-hmm. I switched into food. So I'll just, be, I'll just eating everything, and then so now I was like, okay, well I'm gonna get rid of the cokes and the the monsters, and then I found myself drinking a lot more coffee, like Man. a lot more. And See, I can like, do coffee in the morning, like, but after that, I'm pretty much done. Now, if I'm in the studio recording and it's those late sessions, yeah, yeah, dude, I drink coffee all night, yeah, just to stay up. But but I just I found that that's one of my biggest things. So now yesterday I was like, okay. I ended up getting on a scale yesterday. Mm-hmm. So after the DWI, when I was in jail and everything, I weighed in at 306. And I've been struggling with my weight probably since like 2014. Mm-hmm. And I was 285 then. So I'm like... But dude, you kind of... I, I feel I feel like it, but I feel like not at the same time. It's like... <laughs> so that's one of my things. Yesterday, I ate way too much. Because I went to Golden Corral after I went to that restaurant I told you about. Uh, and it was just all meat. I got a whole plate of just whole, all meat. 
and then I was like, afterwards, I, I felt like really like, I felt like I, I thought I was going to be waddling. Like, okay, so last night I did like a mile and a half, lift some weights, and I was like, okay. And then I started tracking my food today. And so for the rest of the day, I can only have water. I ate way too much early. Bro, that good so, old cardio too, man. I, I was uh, about, this time last year, I was about 230. Yeah. Then started getting in shape. I dropped down to like 195. Got down to 185. My wife's like, no, your head is too big for your body. (laughs) (laughs) The last time I was under 200 pounds, I was probably in like eighth grade. That was me before. (laughs) Because when I graduated from high school, I was, I think I was 217. Oh and wow! I'm, like I'm like man, if I lost that, that's but like. But dude, you you wear it well. It's like just yeah, cock diesel. There's, there's you can buy certain t-shirts that help you wear yeah, it better right, too. Look like <laughs> dude, I used to hate. Uh, what was it at Walmart? You get that two X, that extra extra large shirt, mm-hmm. and it was like wide and the same length. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I didn't want a short and wide shirt. Like oh, you about six three, six four, six two. Oh shit! Yeah. I don't. I don't feel like it all the time. <laughs> occasionally, I'll be like, "Man, this dude really is tall." <laughs> There's been a couple of times I met some dudes. I'm like, "Man, it makes me feel a little." Man, yeah, that that I get that way too, bro. Because it's not really a lot of people that average people that are taller than me. So when I do see someone that's a lot taller, I'm like, it's like, "Oh, okay." I got cousins six eight, seven foot. So, yeah, imagine growing up having to play basketball against them. <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, I remember I, I went to private school until eighth grade, and there was one dude that was taller than me. But in, like, seventh and eighth grade, everybody's kind of like, like, 5'10 is tall in eighth grade. Right, right, right. If you're 5'10, right. you're probably going to be about, uh, probably about 6'5 when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. And we, was, we would sit there, and we'd play basketball, and he would just be left and right, swat. And, go <laughs> up. and this one dude, he, he wasn't as tall as him, but he, man, he had some ups, bro. He could get up there. He's Every up there. layup, he was slapping the backboard. With his layup, and I was like, bro, we're in, in middle grade. school? Yeah, we were in eighth grade. Dude. And I was like, and I, I need to look that dude up and see whatever happened to him. Dude, I went to Rosemont back in back mm-hmm. in the day, and I remember a guy like that, man. This dude had a full beard and everything, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Slapping the backboard, pinning against the backboard. Yep. And I'm like, man. They're out there, freaks of nature. Like, little grown kids, man. Little yeah. grown young man. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I played basketball in eight, like sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and then uh, high school. Just kind of let all that go. I was just trying to get out to school, man. Dude, I was I was basketball. I played basketball seventh grade in in high school. I didn't play eighth grade. Freshman in high school, I didn't do nothing. I played football my sophomore year. Actually, you know, was doing pretty yeah. good, man. Got a job that summer. I was like, uh, I got to pay for my car. I ain't worrying about sports no more. And yeah. I, I never played another day. After I think that. I think uh, they said I had a heart condition my freshman year. But I went from private school to public school. It was a big change mm-hmm. and shift. And then I went and saw my own doctor. And they were like, nah, you're good, man. <laughs> but it was our, we already changed the schedule. But you're like, everything. man, it's done now. It's like, like I, I can't go back and try to readjust my whole schedule and everything. And they're not going to let me anyway. Were you always the same height now? So Yeah, like my, my freshman year, I was six feet when I got there. Ah, so coaches are on you. So yeah, the, <laughs> the heart condition, and we're like, ah, get away! Like, yeah, yeah, they didn't want can't risk it. And they want I, no smoke. And then I think it was senior year. I got into weightlifting, and the weightlifting coach was our JV basketball coach. Oh wow! And he was like, because like on cardio days, he said we couldn't lift heavy every day, so he let us play basketball or kickball in the gym. He's like, why don't you play basketball? I remember you you like changed your schedule twice, freshman <laughs> and sophomore year. I was like, yeah. He goes, you'd have been starting. 
And I was like, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you're thinking about things different in life, and then you look back, and like, I should have done this, this, and this. Dude, I'm obsessed yeah. with the concept of time. Like, it's one thing money the, came back. Back. Back to the future of like the whole Flash DC Flashpoint. Um, like I got this tattoo from Donnie Darko on Saturday. Oh, that's, shit. that's that's the time frame. Oh, of, I seen that when you had yeah, posted it on Frank there. the Rabbit says that's that's how long until the world ends. And in reality it was just until Donnie Darko's world ended he made the choice. So Dude, that, I need to see that movie. film. Try you seen have we seen that? It's a tripped out movie. So it's, it's a it's a lot. It's it's real tripped out because it's I don't want to ruin the concept of it, but it's about time travel mm-hmm. and just trying to understand the way they explain it. But they do like constantly. All the shows I like, they all have to do something with time because it's one thing we can't get back. We don't ever get a chance to to be who we are right now ever again. We're always going to be either better. Uh-huh. Hopefully, we're better. In the yes. Future, or we're going to be worse off and look back and like, man, I was right there. And I see, would, yeah. yeah. That's why I use that to tell, like, my, 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 my sons, man, you know, I can never get the time back, so different mistakes I made earlier on or whatever, that's yeah. my way of giving back to them, like, saying, hey, dude, I've been down that road, yeah. don't you try on another route, Yeah. you know, because, like I said, you, you can never get it back and not a dime in the world can buy it for you, yeah. unless we get a DeLorean or you, you I know. Can, you're a mechanic, maybe you can hook one up. I need a flux capacitor yeah. <laughs> and a bolt of lightning. And then we go back to 1985 and we're like, I don't know what we're going to do. Hey, we could do it downtown at the courthouse, too. Yeah. I don't know. There's, and then the strip going up into Ma- Main Street into Northside right there. Ooh. Just take off. Dude, I did a, some of my album photo shoot there on the right. It's a building there. I believe they said it used to be like an old KKK Klansman building or what? something back in the day. Which building? It's called the Ellis Pecan Factory, I believe. Is it right there by the river? Yeah. It's got the, does it got the fences up? They maybe now. They wasn't when I did my photo shoot though. Oh, I think I've been in that building. Yeah, dude. I went in there. I the got graffiti, a whole bunch of graffiti up. Graffiti out. Yeah, that's the same building. Have you been to like the second and third floor? And there's roof access? Dude, I got shots on that. Like you can nice. see it all like yeah. destroyed and I stuff. I took my kids in there. My older two. We had to dope? like climb on this is highly illegal. Yeah. We, <laughs> we had to go through like this one fence and then climb underneath this other thing and then get in there. And my my uh, my seven year old was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. It's too dark. Let's go. Let's go. And my older son's like, No, come on, look. And my younger one was like, I don't want to do this. And then we left there, and then uh, we snuck on to uh, Lagray Field. Oh, and, uh, they need to do something with that, bro. Would it? I wish they would. I wish they would just make it a plaza for like, just like oh, what's the one over there? Oh, like Clark Stadium. Like yeah, make, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it for the high school uses. I mean, you, oh, dude, I would love for them to bring. I mean, you got Northside right there. They'll, yeah, they'll come down enough, and play. There's enough that you could run tournaments there, baseball, softball tournaments. You could make the field bigger. Have soccer tournaments. You got all football that parking. games. Yeah, there's I bet so they will, dude. I mean, with all the initiatives they got, with you know, taking care of the city and stuff, it would make sense. To I feel you. like they. I feel like the money's there. Like uh, just on Saturday, I went to the skate park that they built on Hempill. Oh, the one Hempill and uh, Allen. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's a. Uh, it's the, the fire station park, Dickies Plaza. So Dickies is sponsored part of the skate park. It's so, huge. I don't so. skate. I just went. Cause yeah, you both. <laughs> I just went because my buddy Joe had performed. And then uh, some of the other homies were there. So I was like, I'm sure. I got some video. I made a reel. And just kind of like, it's cool for mm-hmm. the city. I mean, it was like, I think it was 1.2 million. 
to get all really? that bought, built. They had to have an architect come in and do all this. And wow. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I'll put $1.2 billion? These skaters better not be on the sidewalks in downtown say, anymore. <laughs> say, they seriously, built, seriously. They built y'all a whole place. A dedicated space. Yeah. So. It kind of reminds me of out of Venice Beach in Cali. I, I went a few there. years ago. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's really its own culture. Like, I'm looking at these people like they're like superhumans because I would fall off that damn thing so quick. Oh, yeah. I've never, <laughs> like, even when I was younger, I wasn't, I was I was a little wider. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to have a skateboard. And what I would do is I was really into jackass. So me and my cousin Gosh. or me and my buddy would go down the driveway like we're, like we're really skating. Mm-hmm. And we'd shoot the board this way towards the house and then fall in the grass like rolling towards cars. We would always make sure we weren't, but the cars would get afraid and jerk the wheel, honk at us. One time this lady turned back around and pulled in the driveway. You could have killed yourself. And she started screaming and we're like, ah. And ran inside and closed the door and locked it. Where was TikTok then? Yeah. <laughs> like, man, some of the stuff that I, I remember doing as kids, like, and like when, when my grandfather lives in Rendon out there, we used to like hop fences and. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're gonna go catch some crawfish in this creek back here. Yeah, and hear a shotgun go off. What are y'all doing on my property? Ah, yeah. And, and <laughs> my cousin lost a dog that way. We just left the dog. The port. The dog. Oh, we never saw that dog again. But we we all made it back, and we didn't get in trouble. The dog went fast enough. Yep. <laughs> Either he, he he probably just stayed there. He was like, yeah, that dog probably living good, good, man, yeah. out on the land. <laughs> you never know. Um, yeah, that's one thing about Fort Worth. We're so it's so diverse. Not just because of the people, but because of the things that are so close. Because mm-hmm. you can drive 30 minutes in a few directions and be in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere. And there's nothing Lost. there. And Lost. you're just like, oh, so this is like the focal point. Like, I just saw that Disney did sign the deal today mm-hmm. for Selena, north of Dallas. So we're going to have the third Disney park. The third Disney park. And they already signed off on the uh, Universal, Universal, right? Yeah, and they're going to be like nine miles away from each other. Smart. You know they... Yeah, you gotta have competition. You can't, Shout you out can't. to the people who bought land out there. Yes. <laughs> you know, there was rumors they were gonna do it in Cleburne. They were talking about it because the land there's nothing out there's there. There's nothing. We built this toll road that stops on 67 out there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's nothing there when you get to the end of it. Like Mm-mm. when you go on the North Toll Road, you go up and you can get to North Fort Worth, and you get on to 30 going towards Arlington, but the south end of the toll road, it just stops. It just stops, and then there's like a. A triple-A baseball team. The right there Rogers, on the left. Yeah, the Railroader Stadium's there. I it's always like, wondered who played there. Yeah, so we're just going to haul ass out there and go to a triple-A baseball game. <laughs> but, it, dude, it's expensive to ride the toll road all the way out dude, there. I heard somebody like, like 8 bucks or something yeah. in certain places. Dude, because I, I was doing DoorDash for a little bit, and somebody mm-hmm. was like, they lived way out there, and they wanted five guys. So I hear him, I'm like, $37. Yes, this is a good order. Take the toll road all the way there and then back, and it was like $17 to do the toll road. <laughs> that, oh, man. You just defeated the purpose of this. Now I gotta pay somebody money back for this. Cr- I was mad. You'd be like, I ain't never taking any more orders that go. <laughs> I started. Lo- I started looking at them after that, and then, man, and it's, it's got to make sense. DoorDash is man. My cousin told me that Ubering makes you more money though. Oh, then door but it's the safety out there. I don't know if I'd be cool with just having random people in the car. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I get in people's car randomly when I Uber, so. I've had some of the coolest conversations in the world with Uber drivers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They give me, like, relationship advice. They would be like, oh, you should, you should really think about this. And I was like, all right, bro, forget all of yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, like a, it was like a therapy session. They were like, 
well, you should really think harder about the way that you spend your time and money. Like one older <laughs> dude one time I was like, all right, I might think about that, buddy. No. <laughs> Life lessons. Life lessons from the Uber. From the Uber. It should be your someone next show, just, dude. Someone should start that with just mount a camera. Don't put them on camera. Just ask them questions and get, get their it advice. It may work, man. You need to. You never carpool karaoke works and why not? Okay, karaoke. So you're a performer. Mm-hmm. What's your karaoke song? Like if we ended up at a karaoke. Dude, bar. I'm a. I'm gonna be honest. Like as weird as it is, I'm one of the shyest people. Like, like man, I like how they say uh, if you're a good rapper, you have to freestyle. That ain't my lane. I yeah. can write. Yeah. I write like karaoke. Like my wife's the type. She loves going out, and she's the one that wants to dance. I'm kind of like, nah, I'm cool. Well, you get your ass on stage, and you do that, da 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 da. I'm like, like I'm comfortable up there. That's my safe place. Yeah. But uh, man, karaoke. I've never been big karaoke no, man. Never. never. I always throw out some country, country stuff. <laughs> Neon Moon or something. Look, like look, that. look. <laughs> it's easy to keep the pace. You ain't gotta. Man, I seen some dudes try to get up there and do like some Eminem or like some Bone Thugs. And I was like, some M. Mm. Sound like just, everything, but just mumbling. I'm trying to. I was like, no, don't don't do that again. But bro. you can't tell them they didn't kill it. No, everybody <laughs> else can. But, yeah, but I, I'll give you that. They, they swear up and down. They they murdered it. It's like singing in the shower. Are you in the shower? You be like, man, man, that sounds good. All that natural reverb, boy. You're like, man, yeah, put this on tape. You sing in front of people, and you like. Man, they're not as impressed. <laughs> I was really impressed with myself, but they seem like they don't care. See, I don't know, man. You may need to start performing or something, buddy. This is about as performative. <laughs> as Apparently, I was dancing one night drunk, so I was like, "Wow, what's is there video a, of that anyway?" No, I don't think there is. I hope there's not. Like you made them destroy the evidence. Well, that's the night I went to jail. So <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, that evidence that is changes destroyed. things. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! All right, man. So what's the, what's the deal with shows? Like you you're booking more, man. Trying to set more uh, up. That's what I'm in in the process now, uh, setting more up. And you know, a lot of times, you know, everything's booked three months ahead. So a yeah. lot of the stuff that's coming up now is already booked. So it's really, uh, man, getting out here and you know, getting my face out here and finally yeah, getting sure. to meet the people and stuff, and uh, just let people know what I got going on because yeah. you know nobody knows unless you. You know, you get out, and who can advertise me better than me? Exactly. You know, so I was so thankful when I talked to you. You're like, yeah, man, come through. I'm like, yeah. I appreciate it. You know, it's oh, bro, I got I got some people that are that'll definitely be excited to have you on. Yeah, <laughs> one one that's actually not that far from you. I'm pretty sure I'll talk to. Okay. Uh, well, we'll shout shout out to the Juice Podcast. We're the gonna, Juice. We're gonna Yay. make this link up. I think they, man. I think I have a, a Dennis, date set up with them. I think uh, you have a Dennis, Dennis and Iris. I think it's in in August. I got it in my phone. Yeah. Then my manager hit him up like after I'd already hit him up, yeah. and they were like, "We already talked to him." Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, "Dude, did you?" I'm like, "Yeah, slow." I, uh, I haven't been on their podcast, but I've been in the room and hung out over there. And then like out and about, me and Dennis met at the Three Six Mafia show. Triple like, C. Yeah. At Wild Acre, because he had a, they were selling the Three Six Mafia merch, but Dennis merch. Uh, Dennis made some uh, some one of a kind merch. He had like a camo. Three six. I was like, bro, where'd you get that? Which merch table? He's like, oh, I made this. I was like, oh, <laughs> you can't just show up and be like, I made this, man. But it's beautiful having like this whole podcast, you know, networking oh, culture yeah, because There's they didn't have this when I was first starting out in music. You didn't oh, have yeah. as many outlets as you do now. You know, it was either and dude, that's one of the, yeah. like with social media now. 
social media is crazy because of the instant gratification. Because mm-hmm. I, I like, I want views. I want people to listen, yeah. pay attention. But at the same time, I realize, like, dude, we could we could record a fifteen minute podcast, and like twenty people would listen to the whole thing. Right, right, right. A lot of it is you get clicks, and they listen to a little bit, and they listen to a little bit. But with the reels on Instagram or reels on YouTube, That's where it's at. Like, cause the last podcast I did in like in forty eight hours, we had like fourteen hundred views on reels mm-hmm. with three reels combined, and you're like. I hope that helped you, bro. Because I mean, that's well, that's people's attention span is yeah, yeah. You know, and then when you, especially you cut a reel down on a story, and it's like fifteen seconds. Right, right. And it's like in fifteen seconds time, I need to say something or get you intrigued enough to hit like or to click the link. You see, you see how long mine is. Yeah, and like I tell people, man, too. You know, even doing music, you gotta study the business, study the. You know, it's it's more than just making music. You gotta understand the business. Yeah, you know, get out there and learn stuff. Uh, Chase Harper, um, I think it's Chase the Dice. Oh yeah, he's got, man, he he's always dropping gems. And we got into a heated debate one time. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is a funny story because I was drunk clearly, mm-hmm. and uh, we were at a we were at the Funky Panthers recording at Panther Island Brewery. Mm-hmm. So he was there. Um, I was hanging out with Brewed Up Joe and Lou Charles was there. Yeah, Lou. So there's a picture of Lou Charles that he uses randomly on his Instagram where he's just like. <laughs> and at that moment, <laughs> I don't, I it was about Lupe Fiasco and I can't remember what the comment was, but Lou's face just dropped like. Like he did, he just say that, and that's where that <laughs> picture came from. I think I seen that from. picture, dude. Yeah, and I was and I. I, <laughs> I, I, I Lou's like, send it to me, bro. I'm a, I got to use that picture, so he'll he'll use it randomly. It's like when you take your girl out, her friends come, and you're supposed to pick up a whole bill. <laughs> and just he had all these random ones he did, like the th- the two or three days mm-hmm. afterwards after that happened, and then randomly he'll pop it up there with something on the bottom. But yeah, Lou Charles is a great dude. Hanging out with yeah. him, I met uh, him a few times. We never just really yeah. sat down and had conversation. Yeah. But man, that dude works hard, man. Yeah, he works and hard, bro. I, I salute anybody out here working and doing what they got to do to yeah. help push the culture in our cities you know yeah. musical culture out man hats off just yeah man so when you record we record everything you don't record here right no you record in detroit 313 yeah up in detroit and it's 313 studio uh it's at fbt studios, FBT studios. in detroit man um okay so how did that happen Let's have that conversation. <sighs> Man. Okay, so Hurricane Harvey. What year was that? Was it 2018? 2017. Yeah. Uh, my manager, he's he uh, worked for this company where he'd go out and, you know, when these facilities have, like, roofs or water damage or something, he'll come down and facilitate getting contractors in to come work on them. Yeah. Long story short, uh, Hurricane Harvey hit. And uh, my manager went down there and he said, man, you know, now that I'm on the road now, I'm going to find a way to uh, get some stuff going with the music. I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. Go. <laughs> he goes down, man, and Hurricane Harvey had hit, and there was some damage in Corpus Christi. And there's a guy there that uh, was working with this company out of De- Detroit, that restoration company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and him and my manager had lunch and were talking, and... You know, he said, what else do you do? He said, man, you know, I, I manage artists uh, up in Fort Worth, Kevin Dwayne. He's like, oh, well, let me hear something. I know some people. 
Yeah. Man, she's like, okay, send him some, send him a few songs right there at the table. Oh, oh man, call him, call him. And he calls me. He's like, hey man, this guy wants to talk to you. She's like, hey man, uh, I really like your music. Uh, do you know who Jeff Bass is? And I'm like, no. He's like, well, he's a record producer out of Detroit. He uh, produced majority of Eminem's hit records. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, you know, like lose yourself and cleaning out my closet and. Now you got my attention. <laughs> like, hold and, on, uh, okay. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. He's like, well, man, I can't promise nothing, but I want to tell him about you. Uh, rewind a few months. <laughs> yeah. I think it was December. I finally heard back from him, and Jeff sent me a track, and was like, you know, do something to it, and send it back. And the track was not anything you would think to rap on. Well, at least I didn't. But, you know, I did my deal, sent it back to him about a day. Um... He gets it back, hits my manager up, like, hey, I love it. Let's have him up here in March um, 2018. I fly up to Detroit, uh, go to the home, his house, man, full decked out studio, Grammys yeah. Awards, and all this other, you know, shiny stuff, and um, gave him my pitch, you know, on what I wanted to do with music. And that was far as, you know, man, I, I want to find a way to blend the musical genres of rock and rap, bringing what I do into that. and seeing how they mesh together and he he liked that he's like man you know that's a different approach you know versus a lot of stuff that i've heard you know yeah. and we said cool man um i knocked out my first song with him uh there called hip rock uh left and i think it was in that summer is when i finally signed i signed with him uh it was 2018 summer 2018 uh that's when the fort worth weekly uh uh, write up came out and stuff. Then uh, he already had two other artists on the label, so of mm -hmm. course you gotta wait your turn. I'm not yeah, just yeah, supposed yeah, to yeah. come Bogart and fast forward 2019. I'm back up there and I'm getting the album knocked out now. Yeah, COVID hits. Whoop. Damn, what you gonna do now? Yeah. So that's like a two years of sitting back. Like yeah. I can't do shit. He's in Costa yeah. Rica at his other home. <laughs> No, yeah. no equipment, no nothing, can't work. Um, 2022 things ease out. I fly back up there, get the album done. Now we're like, cool. Now it's 2023, we're here now. I have a rehearsal space now with the band and everything's finally rolling. But, dude, I've been really doing this shit like with him since 2018. Yeah. And everyone's like, have you met him? I'm like, no. I mean, I've been in the studio where they recorded all the music and stuff, and yeah. it's nice, you know, and uh, uh, just getting to be around all that history and stuff, yeah. you know. And I'm like, man, that's cool. I just, it's my time now. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, because I, I just wanted to, like, because, like, they wrote it up, and, like, you were signed, and I was like, how did that happen? And it's and it, it, it's a one-off, bro. Like, it was, dude. It's not like, because you hear there's dudes that will send, send producer stuff, and then, you put and then now with social media, dude. There's there's Man. thirty thousand songs a month that come out. I mean Spotify, where they say they how many uploaded a day is it? It's it's ridiculous. Thirty thousand or yeah. something. So so and and then trying to catch traction, trying to find someone to just okay, there it is. That's it's the hard, one. Man. And, it's hard, man. It's hard. And it, I mean, it makes me feel good because I tell a couple of my buddies, dude, it takes one song. It takes one song and the mm -hmm. right person to hear it at whatever point in time, and. Hey, that could be it. And that's why I think we just got to stay consistent, man, and stay the path and, you know, do what we do. Yes, I'm signed, but hell, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, I would kill to be like a nighttime radio personality. Like oh, I would just I do I just show up at the at the radio station and like say some kind of bullshit in between songs and yeah, then play another song. <laughs> like, dude, that'd be a dream. That's your job. dream job. It's like, yeah, this is awesome, bro. I mean, like morning radio would be cool, like actual talk shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that would be awesome. But I'm like, the odds of that actually happening, I'd be cool with working night radio. Look, look. <laughs> well, I mean, look at it. You're in radio now. Yeah. You know, it's it's what you make it. I mean. It's, we, we're so quick to put uh, a, a level to success on yeah, what yeah, is yeah. success, man. You know, it's like just because you're not the number one artist on radio, does that mean you're not an artist? Oh, that's, you oh, know? So, like, when I had Gobbled on, he was saying, he's like, my buddy wanted to be a baseball player. This dude built a league of teams. There's multiple teams in this baseball league that he built, and he plays. And he says, I'm a baseball player. They can never take that from me. And I was like, I was like, dude, I always, I always said, man, I want to have a podcast. I want to have a podcast. And it's, it's not that hard to have a podcast. It's not that much work to get it started. Mm-hmm. But then once you start realizing, okay, I have to upload to this and I have to upload <laughs> to this. And I got to figure out how to do this. And I'll shout out uh, Johnny from the Rap Podcast. He really like, hey, mm-hmm. check this out. And then Dennis uh, from the Juice, the Juice, he was like, look at this. Think about this when you're going to buy a computer. Uh, and he was telling me how he records, and it's just like this is just stuff that I don't know. I've mm-hmm. never been real tech savvy. Right, right, like, right. So you start learning on the. I remember floppy disks, bro. Oh, come on, I man. remember floppy the MS DOS the big floppy disk, like the one that would flex, <laughs> not the hard plastic one. I remember those in oh, elementary school. Man. Do you have your floppy disk? We had our floppy disk in like a, a our folder. What was the big DVD looking, big DVD looking thing? Was it a? God, I can't remember the name, dude. But it was it was like the first DVD thing I ever remember seeing. But it was like a record. It was huge. Whoa, can't remember the name of one. those, man. Before I leave, I'm going to remember it. Watch. It'll probably be off the air. We'll be done. <laughs> <up there. laughs> no, nah, but dude, there's stuff like that. Like, like I feel like my generation. Well, maybe my little brother. My little brother's 10 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So he's, I'm 33, so he's 23. I feel like he came up. Right when Apple computers were really becoming a real thing, that's all he and knows. Then he but he went from like seeing a Nokia brick phone, and like five years later, it's like, bro, this is an iPhone. Because like, <laughs> I remember that happening, but for me, it was like a long. I remember my first phone with the green screen, and we had Snake. When oh, you was man. killing time on your phone, like now you're scrolling <laughs> through snake, social yeah, yeah, media. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back then, we were going like up, down, left, and right, trying to not eat ourselves as we were still <laughs> using the thing. Like I remember that, and then from that to, to now, now, everything that you can do on your phone, you and can AI and all this crazy AI. stuff, man. Dude, like, I've been getting I'm, like some man. I heard that Drake AI, one of those Drake AI songs. It sounds good, had the weekend, man. The weekend at the end of it, it was, bro, I, was I like, said it sounds good. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I mean, it was. I mean, you could literally, you could just kind of like stop working. Like, hey man, just send send over. You grab the verse and send over. I wanted to see how you execute it and like put it in the AI. Dude, I heard yeah. one. It was Tupac rapping the game song. Hated to love it, and it's yeah. Tupac. I said, damn, that sounds good. Dude, there's a lot. There's I can't remember. There was like four or five of them. But dude, they just put started putting Kanye on everything. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not mad about the way that any of these turned out. I seen one. They called it Kanye Asada. Dude, it was like, <laughs> and they had the music playing. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, that's that's fine, man. It's play technology, on man. Yeah, it's just for us, just finding a way to learn it and leverage it to yeah. you know help us make you know. it useful. 
Yeah. Make it funny too. Have like, it automate some shit. Upload my podcast for me. Yeah. You know, it's ways. That's your man to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> That's his thing. Like he's always on me. Like, bro, this AI man, you need to learn it. It's a lot. I'm like, okay, yeah. man. You know, it's cool. And then I start paying attention. I'm like, damn, he's on to something. So. AI. I don't want it to happen, bro. It makes me think of bad, like, iRobot or something's going to happen yeah, to us. Yeah, you know, it's... Well, they say they say AI right now is, like, the equivalent of the internet in 92. It's like we're right on the brink of it and and stuff. So, I mean, I, I don't think it's going anywhere. We just got to learn, you know, I think how to leverage it. How to outsmart it. <laughs> we could have been Terminator 2 real quick. Real quick, dude. I don't know, man. It's, See some of the, was it T2000s running around? Yeah. He was running around with a little metal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You can't put nothing past nowadays, man. It's a crazy world. That's for sure. Mm. Nah. I, th- I thought you were about to go into something. That's what I was like. But, um, I'm not getting my wallet. Okay, we talked about that. We talked about that. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Because I think I have a, I think I have a couple more things. Okay. And I want to see where we're at on time. And yeah, go see ahead, where man. You're at in the shot. We just you've been moving around over there like crazy. That's me. Is that my ADD? That's <laughs> <laughs> chill. It's just like kind of just sitting, just chopping it up, having a yeah, conversation, yeah, yeah. man. Two guys kicking back, having Fort Worth talks. Fort Worth talks. Hey, man. It's okay. Fort Worth talks. Let's get into some of those. So, you said, because you live, you said, you're kind of in this area Yeah, Forest Hill, man. Forest Hill. Yeah, close. All right. So, where are your go-to spots, man? You're going to go on a night out? You're going to go get out for a little bit? Hmm. Where, where, where am I going to find you at? Or bump into you at? Man, I'll, I'll hit Silver Leaf up. Uh, the Cigar Lounge down there. I'm more a kick it back, you know, guy. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm kind of over my club years. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm, I'm I don't more fuck with a, 7th Street at all. Very no. rarely do I hit, get head down that way. No, I, I know my crowd, man. You know, yeah. you know, I, I know my crowd, and I'm I work so much. You know, if I'm not working on something or another, so a lot of times when I have to got time to chill, I just kick back. And I think that's probably why a lot of people are like, man, I heard the dude's name, but I don't see him. And it's yeah. like, I was like, man, it's just because I don't get out as much as I know yeah. I need to. You know, so uh, but yeah, man, when I do go out, man, it's I go downtown. Sometimes I go down there and just listen to some music. Like yep. on a Friday or Saturday night when they're down there in Sundance Square. Mm-hmm. Hit Silver Leaf Cigar Lounge up. Other than that, I'm finding somewhere to eat. <laughs> no, because we talked about eat. So so how good is Hickory Stick Barbecue? Man, it's good, dude. I mean, it's worth me going and paying that uh, $33 a pop for me and my wife. Yeah. I mean, that's not... But for, but for barbecue now, that sounds but say, fair. At the city, though. Where's Panther City uh, Barbecue, the one the one that's connected to the they used to be Republic Street. Bar, used to be Republic Man. Yeah. Say now that they know what they're doing. Yeah, you go in there and get some of that bread. Pudding I've never, dude. I've never eaten there. I I drank there plenty of times, but uh, I've never eaten the food. Man, I went once when it was Republic, um, and I don't. They had barbecue there, but it was like a little a little shack. Yeah, but now it's like they're taking the whole thing. Oh yeah, over. they took over the whole thing. It's not the bar anymore at all. They stay open late like a bar, but it's just a barbecue restaurant now. Oh, it's good, dude. Yeah, I'm like man, go down there. You you gonna pay some money? But yeah. <laughs> I remember I used to do that at Heim. I would go to Heim Barbecue. Heim, yes. And they opened the the big location in White Settlement. Mm-hmm. Man, but I remember one time I dropped man like eighty five dollars on like a 
the big ass platter, and then I had some add-ons because that wasn't Shit, enough. Was it good though? Oh yeah, it was fucking delicious. It fed like seven people, so it just buy the big ass platter and everybody eat off of it. Oh man! And then like like dude, I I still fuck with like cousins barbecue, just because yeah, it's like yeah, it's yeah, right here. And uh, now they're running. It's all about uh, convenience. They got like a forty-six dollar platter now, but that feeds like three people. I looked at it and I was like, "That's not I'm bad." Not ba- I'm not mad about that feeding that many people. Because I bring my, and I bring my boys, man. My, my son, he's taller than me. That yeah. dude, he eats like a. How many kids you got? Three, man. Three two boys. Boy, two oh. boys and a girl, man. man. I got three boys. Uh-huh. I'm afraid to have to feed them all when they're older. It gets worse. Can we go out to dinner? Like, nah, we finna cook out, homie. We'll get you some chicken thighs from Walmart and your favorite seasoning. Hey, man, we get little Caesars. I even DoorDash it for you. Yeah, man. man we used to get little Caesars when, because me and our mom are together. When we were mm-hmm. together, we would do little Caesars probably like once a week, cook out twice a week, and then <laughs> something else. Do it so easy just to grill, throw so, something on the grill. So, what's your go to on the barbecue pit? I, I'm propane. I'm Hank Hill over here. Right? Hey, I'm lazy. Don't, see, this is my thing. I I can smoke meat, right? I'm, yeah. I'm good, but it's something about when I use propane, I will burn some shit up, like, real oh, quick. Oh, no. Like, bro, there's been plenty of barbecues that have been ruined. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, the thing is with propane is you have to keep the grill clean. Because mm-hmm. if you ever make, if you make, like, one batch of cheap hamburgers, then you're just going to have all this grease laying in the just bottom. Kinda... And and you like oh you scrape it all out and you think it's clean nah you got to get the spray out and like actually <laughs> clean it out because the little bit of residue and you close that lid with some with some more cheap patties in there like mediocre frozen patties oh you're just in trouble because you're gonna feed kids and stuff like I don't even fucking make hamburgers anymore like normally <laughs> I'm like we got some chicken breasts we got chicken thighs we got chicken legs we got sausage throw some pork chops on there until that's it maybe some steaks like for the adults Ooh, but man. But See, I can't even do my steaks on it. I will burn that shit up on propane. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm usually pretty good with the steaks because I pay a lot more attention because the meat costs yeah, a lot yeah. more. <laughs> when they're like freaking 50 cent patties, throw them bitches in there, close it, come back. There's this giant freaking yeah. grease fire. That's screaming. fire. <laughs> I remember one of my, like, all the hairs on my arms were singed because I was trying to reach in and move something like, in you there. You had some nan for the And I was like, man... But yeah, it's like, how'd you burn the weenies up? I'm like, babe, just, just let it go. Like, like on weenies and sausage, I always leave them on the top rack. I never put them on the bottom rack because I, I forget. See? And then well, that, one side, that one side's completely black, and that's the side you put down in the bun so no one can tell. Ah, <laughs> like, 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 that's put the it down, you put the stuff on top. Man. But sometimes it's good if it gets a little charred. A little you know, bit charred. But, I mean, I've been, I, I've been throwing, like, Eckerd sausage on there. Let it sit. <laughs> it, like, popped open. And it's, like, there's two long. I was like, oh, man, I done messed it up. Y'all just, just chop a piece off. Y'all, y'all like it. Man, dude, I, I was thinking, dude, I think now, dude, I'm going to be getting out. I want to I wanna check out, you know, a lot more of the local artist shows. Around. Like uh, one dude, uh, J-Boy. That, oh, yeah, uh, J-Boy. That I'm fine. Yeah. That dude, he's got a... Yeah. I downloaded the whole album, man. That dude, he's got yeah. something, man. It's it's some talent out here, bro. Yep. And I, I'm so happy now, you know, just to see the community, too, getting oh, around yeah. the artists and the artists getting with the podcasters and yeah. in the uh, the breweries and stuff. And everybody's yeah, kind of connected. Just having the like, uh, like, The Post is one of the big ones that always hosts, like, the Here Fort Worth mixers. Printed Threads does it. Um, we'll be at Rust. I think it's Rusty Nickel. I think that's what it's called. Ice House tomorrow, yeah. 
Damn, and then, man, I got practice tomorrow. I may have to. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the other places though that run it. And sometimes we'll do it at Lola's right there on Barry, and I'll show yeah, up. And uh, have you been to the new Lola's no. since they redid it? No, I heard it's nice though. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, I used to go to Barry Street Ice House before, mm-hmm. and then I've seen. Uh, I've seen. I mean, I've seen quite a few shows there. But yeah, so, man, just those those random one offs like uh, like Brewed Up Joe has a, a EP coming out with Session, one of mm-hmm. our other homies, and it comes out. I want to say it's May 29th this month. It's a Friday night. Oh, and okay. Another homie has a studio, GTS Studios on Hemp Hill, mm-hmm. and it's going to be uh, free food and drink, and just it's just like a release party, like come and hang out. See, and that's that's cool. And, that's kind of stuff is cool. And man. it's like, oh yeah, but because I, I was like. Joe, whose whose place is this? Like, where where are you having this event? <laughs> He's like, oh, it's, it's the homie. Like, Joe, it's always the homie. Yeah, it's like, always it's, the homie. I don't know which, which homie we're talking about. Or that's the homie. I was like, all right. I love that Joey is just like, like this. Just dudes that it's like, oh no, we fuck with this fool. He's cool. Like this is one. Of, this is one of our guys. All right, cool. And you could then that, that dude. That's the best way to meet people, yeah, especially yeah. here local. Like. I told somebody, say, like, hey man, I got a. I'm looking for this kind of beat. It's like, oh yeah, go talk to this guy, or hey, I'm looking for this. Oh yeah, this dude makes t-shirts and hats and stuff. Oh hey man, I'm looking for this. Oh this guy makes this and that, and it's good just to be mm-hmm. able to know. Like I don't do any of that shit, right? <laughs> but right. at the same time, it's like I can point you in a direction of a couple of people that may be able to help you out occasionally. That's called community coming together and everybody yeah. pushing to help everybody. It's not me, me, me. It's everybody because you know, man, it's. It's enough out there for everybody, man. Yeah. And if we all help and elevate together, yeah. then, you know, we all eat together. Exactly. Everybody can't have a show every weekend. I mean, not at, not on, like, a major a major stage. You can't do that because you're going to burn out your music you're gonna in the community. You're going to burn out your music. And you're not going to start new. It's just going to be the same 10 or 15 people that keep coming. Yeah. Like, the diehards will be there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, even the diehards are going to miss if you do a show every Friday night at, a, true, different, at a different venue. Like and sometimes smaller venues, like you gotta do like mini tours. Yeah, hit, yeah, and, yeah. In a month's time, hit some smaller venues, do some little stuff. Cause I've seen people go from, oh, I'm doing this little one, I'm doing this one, and say, oh, I'm gonna do a big one, and it's just and and finding the spots. And like you were talking about earlier, three months out, four months out. Sometimes. Yeah, it's all booked up. Like I mean, you look at like Friday on the Green and stuff, man. Yeah. That stuff's already taken care of, and that that stuff, you know, us as artists, you know, we gotta really. You know, learn the business side of it too. You know, man, how to conduct ourselves and handle business, and to put a team around us that can help. Well, you know, that you can delegate certain tasks out to. Me and uh, me and Eric Evans talked about it. He's he's not a Fort Worth rapper, but he stays here now. But he was like a military. He wasn't a military kid. I always think he was, mm-hmm. but he grew up in like London and Tokyo and like all these. Oh man, that's pretty cool though. Man, this what we talking about eating beans and toast for breakfast. I'm gonna get the fuck I'm out of here. About this man. shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. I'm like, no, d- beans are not breakfast, bro. Like we always get in a dude. I had a partner one time. He was like, man, I went to this party and they had nachos. I'm like, okay. He's like, man, they put cheese on it. I said, okay. And he said, and ground meat. And I'm like, okay. He's like, they put ground meat on it. I'm like. That's something that we do. That's here. Something we do, bro. Like, yeah. and I was looking at him like, "What's wrong with you? Me? <laughs> what do you, what do you <laughs> put on your nachos?" <laughs> like, no, but so me and Eric Evans were talking about uh, to look at the Fort Worth music scene and kind of like, there's always been like your like Camp Bowie over there, uh, Highway 80. There's always been like some grunge kind of like mm-hmm. metalcore spots, mm-hmm. like the Rail Club still over there, 
Um, there used to be uh, Tomcats was over there. Dude. So there was some spots that you I could. I think that's one of the first places I performed at was yeah. Tomcats back in the day. I remember. I, I man, I used to go to Tomcats, and I seen a. I mean, I seen a handful of bands before they were like. Oh, really out there? Yeah, and then the Rail Club was the same way. I seen Bun B perform perform at the Rail Club. Oh man! And uh, and just just being in these different spots. But I remember at at one point, Eric Evans was talking about. He's like. Forward really didn't have that uh, that scene where you mm-hmm. could go and see. Like I had never seen a rapper at the old Lola's on right, stage. Right, right, right. But the new Lola's, I've been to like I think three shows up there, and it's That's just crazy, it's different man. that the that the, that the Fort Worth rap scene has kind of in like kind of it's, broke, it's broke through, <laughs> and it kind of like it's more acceptable at different venues because there was a time like you wanted to go see a, a rapper, you were going to Dallas to Deep Ellum. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't I couldn't name a venue in Fort Worth besides maybe the Real Club when they did their weird like one off nights uh-huh. or like maybe like Chrome oh, or uh, Rumba back I in the day. There was Slim Thug back in the day. Yeah, I remember going to a, a little flip show at, at La Rumba in Northside, and it was like right. Memorial Day weekend. Was that like Club something? Fusion was right next door to it. Or I don't know. I seen Bun B there. Yeah, but. Man, I I do like those uh, those one because like, there's been a couple. Of, I, I went to see a Tum Tum like that, mm-hmm. and then Big Tut. I went to their shows in Arlington, and it's like these fools pop in for like thirty five minutes. Yeah, it's yeah. like their greatest hits verses, but it's Man, like that's everything I wanted to see, bro. Like, so I what do you think about that versus where it's at now? Do you think it's it's better now? Nah. Or it's starting to catch on a little more. It's starting to catch on. Fort Worth definitely has opened up the doors for a lot more stuff. I agree. It seems like, and then like that cultural arts district over there, like Main and South Side, the mass the area, and like they got Cicada now over mm-hmm. there. That it's another venue. Tulips over there. There's just a lot of yeah, venues that are that. that are um, that are letting like we're not holding one genre. We're gonna we're gonna let anybody play here. Right. Like if y'all want to run a show here, let us know and we'll help you organize it. We'll, right, right. We'll be we'll be here. We're we're here to like whatever the community wants. Whoever's going to show up, and then I think that because it makes everyone feel more included because it's not like oh we can only play rap music at this one club mm-hmm. or we can only perform at this one spot. And now right. there's multiple venues. There's like Brewed Up Joe performs at I think every brewery in Fort Worth he's performed at. Wow. And it's the breweries like, are big now too, man. Yeah. Especially here, you know. Yeah. Like have you been to the Fortress Presents at, at Wild Acre? No. Dude, they man. have a huge I know stage. that stages. Yeah. I had Ooh. pictures before they had shows there, I had my kids up there and I was like on the green taking like, pictures. Yeah, of them. like this guy. It's like dang but then to be at a show there and see how packed it gets the, the all the green they don't let you take in chairs unless you're in VIP then they have like a chair section so it's like up. standing room and but it's standing room only and it's just like man and it's not really as crowded like where you're like neck and neck because I've right, been to right. some shows like that and then because uh, we did uh, South by not South South by So What the So What Music Festival the So What Music I took my old my oldest son yeah Gucci Mane out there not too long ago I saw Gucci Mane at Walt Acre yeah when that was a show dude we also saw Lupe Fiasco there too Lupe Fiasco too yeah I was like dang and like it was cool those were like bonding moments with my oldest son because it was like like bro we know these songs bro like dang and uh, and then like my son is a big music buff for me like because I was out of, like, rap music for a long time. I really mm-hmm. got into, like, metalcore and country music. Mm-hmm. And then my son, like, slowly got me 
And he's like, no, listen to this. So we saw Trippy Red. He was the headliner Trippy, yeah. on that Friday night when we were out there. And I was like, dude, it's this show lit. is crazy. And I was like, but like the week before, I was like, oh, this is all I'm going to listen to. I'm just going to listen to Trippy Red. So when I'm there, I know the songs and I can appreciate the performance. Right, And right. not just be that dad that's there. Like, yeah, like just watching everybody, just yeah. holding. So, I mean, that was that was a cool experience with my son. And then, like, I take him to as many of the events we can go to. Like the like the Black House in Rock Island. They've been, oh man! Like they shut it down, they sold it, but now the new people are like letting people rent it out again and stuff. So it's so, like more open and yeah, for people I coming went to in. A, I think Ernie told me. Ernie told me there was I'm on ten. I'm on ten. Yeah. So I went, I went, <laughs> we went and they were like, "Oh, bro, they shut they shut the the album release party down," and I showed up with my son and I was like, "But there's still people here." He's like, "Well, they sent everybody else home." So we hung out for a little bit, and it was cool to be in the Black House because I'd never been in there before. Oh man! And just just different, like of a space like that. We didn't have that 15 years ago when I was in yeah. high school. There was nothing like that. It was like we didn't have a kids club hangout kind of thing. And man, now I, a lot of the shows you can get in. Like smooth, shout out to Smooth Vega because man, Vega, his yes, yes. his shows are all ages. Mm-hmm. So when he puts on a show. Like, I can take my oldest son with me. Mm-hmm. I can take my younger kids with me if I really wanted to. But it's like, and I think, I mean, that's a selling but point he's been that me. way, man. Even back when they were throwing the stuff originally and stuff, like the toy yep. drives and stuff, man. Um, and that, and it's so cool seeing Vega, you know, from where he started, you know, in his story to where he's at now, man. That's, that's motivation. It's inspirational, yeah. man. Hats off to him, man. Anybody doing anything positive and yeah. you're not robbing people or doing something to go to jail, yeah. man. You're doing something positive. Man, I'm I'm all about that, man. Empowering people and pushing them to keep going, bro. Yeah. Oh, Vega. Man, I was uh, I was in one of the videos they had back in the day, cause my guy, Kyle uh, Mason, used to sing a lot of hooks and and stuff, and I did music with him, and he's like, man, you need to meet my guy Vega. And I'm like, okay, it's cool, dude, yeah. man. And he's that uh, other little guy, uh, Lou. The singing guy, man, he's just the kind of... Oh, Louis the Singer. Yeah, Louis the Singer, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, I, man, that, he's about to blow up, bro. Yes. I mean, he's about yes. to, like... He, he'll be selling that Dickies here pretty soon. Yes, absolutely. And I was like... Absolutely. And then I love when he puts out the videos and it'll say something like... Uh, it'll be someone, like, hating on him, like, you're never going to do this and you're never going to do that. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm just going to keep on doing what I'm doing. Yeah, and, I mean, man. he's he's got, a, he's got a great following, the fan base. I'm into it. He's I mean, a cool dude, man. Uh, I remember kicking it back with him out in the day back at the studio in Arlington, uh, Arlington HEB, somewhere off in there, and just sitting chatting and stuff, man. And it's beautiful just seeing them just grow. Yeah, people do their thing. It's like me. It's like a, I got this nice, cool little blended genre thing yeah. going. So you know, it's one of those to where I'm not really expecting. A lot of K one hundred four kind of play because you know you got to be smart and know your target audience. But know. it's cool, man. I mean, I'm like whoever likes it, y'all vibe with it. That's cool. You know, I'm not. I don't have an expectation. You know? Yeah. Nah, man. With, with with Travis Scott having mosh pits at his shows, man, you could get K one hundred four play. You never know. Yeah, I never know. <laughs> so I'm not gonna shoot it down, man. Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, I'm I'm about. You know, I think that stuff will come. You know, it's just put in the work and yeah. work, man. Definitely. Work, you know, and be the same humble person as I am off camera, you know, when I'm on camera or on stage, you know, it doesn't matter. Just be straight up. 
Yeah, because you did that. So you did that show. What was that Knockouts of North Fort Worth? Yeah, Knockouts. See, I didn't even know they had a stage there. I've never either. been in there. <laughs> and I was like, because I know a girl that works there. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, because she used to work over here at a, mm-hmm. a, a spot. I was, And then she's like, yeah, I'm going to go work out there. And I was like, oh. And I just never get out that way. Right. And then I was like, they have a stage there? Like, I saw some of the videos you said. And I was like, this is, a, this is a stage stage. And it just, it kind of threw me off. But is there any venues that, like, like that one of your first shows when you when you're actually like all right this is like what's the next venue you want to play man i'm honestly i don't i don't have a preference i think it's really anywhere that makes sense yeah you know if it makes sense for me to be there and you know and with what i do then i'll play it i don't care i mean yeah. it could be a living room i mean i love doing what i do yeah you know uh now some of my favorite ones i played uh originally yeah, as far as in Fort Worth, but that see, was my they favorite got, one. They got like, which room did you play? The big I played one? The, I played the big one there, and I've also played the, uh, <laughs> I think it's one upstairs or something. Because it's like, I don't know who explained it. I think my buddy Goldsby was telling me that they have the Ridgey Theater. Mm-hmm. That's where they have like church service when they do it. Like there's a church that meets there on Sunday. Then they have the Ridgely Room. And then I want to say the other one's the Lounge or something. The so Lounge, there's, So yeah. there's like three rooms in there. So I remember one being upstairs because I first played the big one. Yeah. And then there was a promoter there that was like, man, hey, that was awesome. Uh, I want to book you again before the room upstairs. And it was, you know, probably about two months later. Yeah. And that was cool, too. But this has been like, that was like 2010. Okay. Uh, so I hadn't played that one since then. Uh, man, I think uh, I'd always want to make it to the one out there in Dallas, the, uh, the amphitheater. Yeah. Back in the day, it used to be what Starplex or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And smearing off. I don't know what it is now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've been. I was there when it was smearing off for like a one hundred six point one uh, event that was out there. I couldn't tell you any of live? the artists that played, but dude, I was probably like, dude, I had to have been like thirteen. Oh, you was a young like game, bro. Twenty years ago, bro. <laughs> Say, man, my last one I went to there, it was uh, Snoop Dogg in the game. Yeah. And I had uh, I could touch the stage. I was that close. Nice. And by this time, I was really into music, so it was more for the experience yeah, of just yeah, being yeah. there and seeing it. And Snoop had a live band. Oh yeah. And that was one of the first times I had seen a rapper come out with a live, and I loved it. Yeah. I was like, man, this is dope. And I'm like, man, I wish I could have a band. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then uh, the, I want to go to a concert at, it is Texas Trust Theater. Texas Trust is in Grand Perry? Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. I've I been went there for a stand-up special for Chris D'Elia, mm-hmm. and I was in there, and I was like, I want to be at a show here. Isn't it I, weird the way it sits? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be at a show here, because I, like, I was like five rows back on the aisle. And I was like, I paid way too much for these tickets. <laughs> I was like, I'm going. And like, I want to go see uh, Anthony Jeselnik, but he's doing, I think he's doing the Majestic in Dallas. And it's like $75 at the very top. Wow. But I have to go by myself because there's no pairs left. So it's so like, solo dolo? So I guess I'm going to go by myself. <laughs> I'm going to park in like Grand Prairie and Uber to Dallas. And then, <laughs> dude, I hate Dallas traffic, bro. It's Man, you ever. and me both, dude. The worst thing ever. I think what what burnt me out from Dallas was back earlier when I was cutting my teeth on stage in my, my younger part of my career, I guess you can say, uh, doing a lot of the Deep Ellum shows. And it was hitting all the places, the Tomcats and... 
uh, Lizard Lounge and all these places. And, dude, you're going there during the week. I still work 9 to 5. So, yeah. And I was the opener, so I go out and do my performance and stuff. I get home at 3 in the morning, have to be up at 4.30 because I have to open up by 5.30 at work because yeah. I was the opener. And cutting my teeth, just running yeah. that whole circuit. Like, now I'm like, man, I do not want to go to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, like, like Trees is doing a lot of shows trees, out there yeah. now. And yeah, K-Camp, right? That was Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that trees is doing big shows out there. I remember going to when they used to have um, the door. I had been in the door a couple door. of times, and the Profit Lounge. Or the, the pro- yeah, I remember that. They were right there, side by side. I had been to shows yeah. there, and I've been. I, I want to. I want to see Highly Suspect at the Bomb Factory. The Bomb is it's that still not, there? It's not the. It's the factory now, but, but it's, it's still they, a music. Actual yeah, music. They just okay. took Bomb out of the word because of. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's I just like, it. it's the bomb factory, bro. It's, <laughs> it's just one word. Careful with the word. And then the other one, I saw POD at Canton Hall, okay. which is right there down. And, dude, like that POD show, they sing uh, The Youth of the Nation. Mm-hmm. And they got all the kids in the crowd up there. Bro, I was about was to it lie, bro. Oh, I was man. like, oh, oh, my kids are here trying to go home. Dude, it's it was a big dude over there. Big muscle like, dude over there. Like, dude, it was... It was like one of those like, all right, man, I should have brought my kids, but dude, I'm sitting over here jealous because you got a nose ring and I tried it and it just kind of didn't work out. Dude, I got this at the at the three six show. Oh yeah, I had a uh, uh, shout out to uh, Busef the Ruthless. He's a rapper <laughs> and a tattoo artist and a piercer. He hooked you up right there. And uh, yeah, me and my older son, we just walked up and I was like, he he was tattooing some girls and he had on, on chalk on the ground, tattoos one fifty, piercings thirty. And I told Troy, my, my oldest son, I was like, hey, you want to get your nose pierced? He's like, yeah. And then I was like, hey, man, I'm, we got our nose pierced. He's like, all right, cool. Just come back in like 15 minutes. We went back over there. And I did mine first. It goes, and mm. it was like just blood dripping. And then he yes. put the thing in. And I was like, that really hurt. And then my son's like, how was that? That wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm I think the video's on Instagram in my reels, but he goes like this. He's like, he's not ready. And you just see his hands go like that. He looked like he was going to punch that guy. And then he was like, you lied to me. That fucking hurt. <laughs> dude, I like, see, I, I jacked mine up. Like, it it hurt it so fucking bad, dude. That lady's zip. It went in there. And I'm like, oh, my God. I got tears rolling in the blood. And I see the blood. So what do I do? I go, whoop. And what happens? I knock it out. And she says, oh, did you just, oh, oh. And they're talking and they're speaking in Spanish. So I don't know what they're saying. I'm looking at my wife like, you know what the fuck? She's like, I don't know, but you fucked up. And I'm like, oh, shit. And she comes back and she's like, okay, we have to do it again. I'm like, oh, fuck again. I said to my wife, I said, look, if this shit ever comes out, it's done. Yeah. Dude, and they did it and dried up my tears and got out of there. I had it for about maybe two weeks. I woke up one morning. It was out. I tried to put it back in. I said, fuck this shit. Done. I, uh, <laughs> I, mine's been out one time when I went to jail. Uh, they had me take it out. Drunk me is over here like this, trying to work? twist these things. I lost one end. So, I, jail was rough, bro. <laughs> I'm not going back to jail. That's why I'm not drinking anymore. I, I have discussed one day right, and, right. and thinking about and, and actually more respect for it and planning out the night and drinking at home. and mm-hmm. So... I'm not. I'm not ever gonna say oh, I'm never gonna have another drink. But there will right. be a lot more thought process that goes into it, and there'll be an actual plan for the night. See. But so in jail, I woke up on the concrete floor, looking at cinder blocks around me, hmm. and I was like, "Man!" First thing I did was look for my phone. 
huh? <laughs> you don't have your phone in jail. <laughs> and then I went, I went like this. I was like, where's my nose ring at? And then the dude, this other dude was laying next to me. He's like, bro, they take all your jewelry away. If your nose ring can come out, they take it out, They take it away. Damn. And then when I finally got it back, I was like, man, where's the end at? So I, I, I put it back while I was walking. It didn't close up or anything? I was only in jail for like 42 hours. Hell, I was only asleep for two and <laughs> mine came out and it closed up. No, I'm not going to lie. It hurt, it hurt like hell trying to put it back Shit. in, especially when I was walking. And like I was, I was walking around downtown when I got out. I walked to the donut shop and got me a sweet tea, a coke, and three donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not about that uh, that jail food at no, all. I, can't, I, mean, I, I can't say I'm it. happy I hadn't got uh, the opportunity. I mean, I'm, once I had a ticket when I was like 20 years old, like a speeding ticket, and I went on my little 12 hour tour. You I'm know, never, and that was I'm enough. I'm never going back, bro. I'm never going back. I'll never put myself in a situation like that to go back. Use it to educate, though. Exactly. Educate the next. Man. That's like there's a, there's a video on the podcast channel that talks about it, but that's the reason that I kept doing this, and I wanted to talk about mental health because mine came from mm-hmm. I wasn't dealing with my separation from my kid's mom. Mm-hmm. I kind of just jumped into this party lifestyle, mm-hmm. and then I was just drinking, and then it kind of got to where it was like, okay, this is getting out of hand, mm-hmm. and I kind of knew it was getting out of hand, but I kind of right, just said, right. you know what, I'm just gonna keep going. Like you get that Superman mentality. Like, and that's that's what we do, it. is man. You got man. it. Like, yeah. And sure enough, finally caught up with me. And then, uh, actually, I mean, you you don't get to do a whole lot in jail, but you get to think. You got a lot of time to think. You, yeah, you sleep and you think, and that's about it. Like you think about what got me here. You think about why did I do that. You think about why why did I continue to do that. And you start when mm-hmm. you can only talk to yourself. You really start answering your own right, questions right. and examining everything you've done because like i feel i feel like i'm not gonna say like on the outside because no, i was just cool. in like jail i wasn't like in prison but that was enough yeah it was enough for me like i don't want to do it again mm-hmm. but having your phone having netflix having hulu disney plus having your friends man you don't know how much how good it feels to, to be able to open a door by yourself and walk until outside you until you can't when you're like huh i can't but see, it's good that you it woke you up enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't get it. Yeah. They as soon as they get out and they get over their little spell, they're right back doing the same shit. Exactly. So that's one. That was one of the things that I continue to do that because I know my mental health. My I was I was depressed. Mm-hmm. I was dealing with anxiety. I was just all day every day like stressing, mm-hmm. and it was like I'm having this drink to get the edge off. Really, I wasn't. I'm mm-hmm. having this drink so I don't think about other crap. And right, acknowledging right. some of my stuff, having conversations with myself and family members, and the the group, the group of guys that came around, the group that reached out to me, like, bro, you got to get it together. Like, are you okay? You need to talk about some That's stuff. Important. So, like, and like when I had gobbled on, he was like, you got to build your clan, your tribe, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them. You got to have those dudes you can rely on, and. A lot of the time, we don't dudes don't get the chance to open up, like because we're too macho. Yeah, that macho, that that mentality, the ego, like we don't want anybody to think that we don't got it figured out, bro. We never have this shit figured out. Who does? And I and I honestly, that's what I feel like. One of the biggest things is once you can admit, I ain't got this shit figured out. Mm-hmm. You figure out so much more because then you're not you're not pretending like you know what you're doing. You're actually willing to ask some people like, hey, how'd you do this? Hey, how do you deal with this? Right, hey, right. What, what do you think about this situation? And all the dudes that reached out to me that, that 
when when they found out everything that happened, they still check in. They're like, I'm sober this many days. They're like, keep going, keep going. See, you, you, it's like you have that whole support system. And, yeah. you know, everybody that's going through, too, and y'all can communicate and stuff. Man, that's why I was so – man, congratulations on the rebranding, too, man, of, of yeah. everything. That's a good way to take something that a negative in your life and then flip it around into something positive moving forward that you can educate people and speak on stuff. A lot of people won't do that, you know? Yeah, I just, I, man, if I save one person from going to jail, one person, dude, because, like, that was my thing. My biggest thought was, look, this is my rock bottom. I'm not I'm not going no further. Because yeah, my next rock bottom is either I, I kill myself mm -hmm. or I end up killing somebody right. while I'm driving and I'm drunk. So in those two scenarios, me going to jail is the best thing that could ever happen. Woke you up. The worst thing was I, somebody else's life's on my hands, or I leave my kids mm -hmm. behind, and they don't have a dad. So if for See, me, that's all it took. A lot of people don't get the opportunity to to yeah. say, "Ooh, boy, I'm happy that didn't happen." Yeah, that was a close one, guys. Let's yeah, keep, let's keep the party going. Like I can't, I, I can't have that mentality. Mental health's a big thing, man. Uh, it, it's so crazy. Um, one of the songs, I don't want to give it away too much, man. Um, one of the songs on the album that I got is dealing with, you know, that subject in particular. And it was so crazy that I wrote the song and no one had ever heard it inside me and, the, you know, my manager and the, mm -hmm. the label and stuff. And two months later, uh, two or three months later, uh, my cousin who I grew up with, that we were like brother and sister. Yeah. We lived together type cousin. Uh, committed suicide you know and it was so similar to the song that I had to call her kids and just say hey um, one day I will hear, hear this song just know it's not about mom yeah. you know it was done before but I just wanted to be respectful and you know let y'all know that yeah. but it was so eerie dude I'm getting goosebumps thinking about yeah, it now no, I mean, uh, but mental health bro I, I said it at the show you know when I performed the song afterwards I said I told the crowd man you know Mental health is serious, man. We need to check on our people, man, and each other and support one another because you never know what someone's going through, man. Exactly. And everybody's not as open to speak, yeah. you know, about stuff. So, man, big ups to you, bro. That's, I appreciate that. a big that, thing. Yeah. All right, man. I think we're going to wrap this up. Is there yes. anything else you want to touch on? You want to – I mean, we don't, we don't have an official <laughs> – Dude, date. I don't have a release date yet. Uh, I know the single's coming soon. It's coming soon, man. Uh, I appreciate everybody just, uh, you know, they give a damn for <laughs> being so patient and, and rocking with me through this. And like yourself, man, have allow me to come on and just yeah, sit yeah, and talk. Sure. You know, uh, I'm definitely going to be getting out a lot more and, you know, showing my face, talking to people and building, you know, genuine networking relationships and yeah. stuff. And, man, I just want to say just for the city and the artists and everybody out here, man, let's keep doing what we're all doing, man. And let's bring this city's musical um, influence and culture to the forefront because there's a lot of talent out of here, man. It just oh, needs, yeah. it just needs the platforms and the, you know, the be pushed out yeah. and people like yourself and everyone else is helping Man, hats off to y'all too, brother. Appreciate it, man. All right. So we're going to, we're going to wrap it. Y'all stay fed. Uh, stay fed. When it's out. <laughs>